the basketball buds. So I got this box of oxygen water in, in the mail the other day, um, like liter sized bottles of it. And I was like, who sent me this? And then my wife was like, oh, that's Steph Curry's product. And I was like, oh, well, damn, let me take a look at this then. I forgot about that. And it's true. Uh, Steph Curry is a big, big proponent of oxygen. That's O-X-I-G-E-N. It's pH balanced with electrolytes and boosted with oxygen, all to help you recover and rise. And unlike most bottled waters that are recyclable, oxygen is made from 100% recycled plastic, which is healthy both for the body and for the planet, of course. So go to drinkoxygen.com. That's O-X-I-G-E-N.com. And use code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. That's drinkoxygen.com and use the promo code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. Recover and rise today. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. Butler one-on-one with Marquise Morris. Butler drives, falling away, got it again! Jimmy Butler puts the heat back up by one. But Chris, we had this conversation earlier today talking about when the Lakers win, whether it's four or five games, it doesn't matter. You saw tonight, when Anthony Davis doesn't dominate, they're not going to win. James and Butler. James drives, goes inside, layup, missed it, got the rebound, the follow, he banks it home! To me, if I'm Miami, on the next possession, I'm getting the ball out of his hands. That ball's got to swing to somebody else. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Hello and welcome to a special live reaction edition of the Athletic NBA Show. It's 11.47 p.m. Eastern Time and guys, the Miami Heat just did the implausible. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by Wazni Lambray. We've got Mo DeKeel. we got Jade Hoy pushing buttons, getting us all hyped up. The Heat defeat the Lakers 111-108 to in what I can only describe as... I don't know. A classic. One of the 10 best it, finals it, games I've ever watched. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. Let me put it this way. I need a cigarette and I don't smoke. So like, this is kind of the level of like, this is, that's oh, what that game goodness. was. Yep. It legitimately had everything. I mean, it had role players stepping up. KCP was incredible in this game. It had yep. the stars doing what stars do. LeBron with 40 points, like a classic LeBron performance. Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy things, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, another 35 plus point triple double for Jimmy goes 11 of 19 from the field, 12 of 12 from the free throw line. Um, Let's start at the end because that Lakers possession to end the game was pitiful. It was sad. The one with Danny Green ended up with a wide open three. Wide open three was great, and then they get the offensive rebound. Oh, you talking about with Marcus Morris? And he forgot he was playing basketball, game in his life. right? Well, I mean, he he just he just tried. It, it goes back to the whole thing we say all the time, Dave. People don't remember how to throw post entry passes. He <laughs> tried all. to throw a post entry pass into AD, who had inside position he had on his position. guy. Mm-hmm. He had good. If he if you make a good pass, 
that's a dunk. I'm probably an and one dunk, you know, because he has his man on his back. He's going up for the dunk easily. Uh, unfortunately, he threw about 10 feet higher than he should. Well, have. he gets a uh, rebound with like five seconds left. And it, it felt like forever before he even threw the ball out of bounds. I mean, it was a good it was two panic. seconds of, uh, 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 what do I do here? Yes. I, I don't know. What is it? What am I holding? I, it was really weird. And what's funny is I didn't even think he would be in the game at that point. Miami calls the timeout, and, and I thought that they would have subbed out Morris for the defensive sub, but that didn't happen. And then he's in on offense, and, you know, I mean, he's been good in the series. Don't get me wrong, but Kuzma's been better Kuzma than should have been out there probably, right? And offense. But, you know, I, I mean, we can't sit and second guess. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what makes it tough is that was the Lakers last time out. They got to yeah. go early. So if they score, you need your defense out there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like and Miami doesn't have any timeout. So there's there's no chance to sub in Morris for a defensive possession. No, yeah, no, no. They, they should have so, subbed him out. He was getting cooked. No, no. I, 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 I understand. What I'm saying is Vogel was thinking the possession after. That. Right, right. Getting the offensive possession. If after they score on, if he's saying if we score on this offensive possession, we'll be able to get the stop on the defensive end. You know, because we have Morris out there. Well, I mean, look, Morris? they got a no, wide open. Morris look. got cooked. They, all no, night. they got a great look. Yeah, they, they got did. a great look. Danny Green Danny looked Green. tight as hell the entire fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if that guy's hurt or what, but he definitely doesn't look right. He just looks bad. He looks bad. But Danny Green got a shot. I think the pass could have probably been a little crisper because he did have to put it on the floor before putting it up. But the fact that he was able to put it on the floor and have enough space to get a clean look wide open shows you how open he actually was. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that is what it is. But going back to Morris, on that play – maybe two minutes before, where Jimmy comes off the screen and he gets the foul against AD. It's the uh, Morris's guy comes and sets the screen for Jimmy. And Morris is out of position. He's not hedging Mm-mm. or he's not doing anything. He's just well, out of position. Jimmy gets one pick and has a clear look at the basket. That's not good defense. And so, you know, the idea that he would be out there for defensive possessions, I you know, I I don't know what to say, but to get back to the game, obviously the back and forth was amazing. The AD put back, the LeBron put back, the Jimmy buckets uh, was incredible. But, you know, what I'm going to remember is in the first half, Vogel calls a timeout and Mike Green goes, yo, he's only got three timeouts left in the game. And I think the reason why we got this amazing finish is there were no timeouts. <laughs> Nobody called timeout. They just kept hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping. It was in, insane. It was it was amazing. Um, you know, before I let you guys get more into it, I thought the Lakers' defense was soft. Soft was, for both basically teams. 85% of this, this game. I thought both defense, teams were soft. Maybe. But the Lakers shown in game game four – the level of defense they're capable of playing against these guys. Mm-hmm. And when aid and you know, AD being the antidote or the answer for Jimmy Butler, when he's soft switching every single time and he's kind of got his hand on his hip and he's gotten barely going under and he's not communicating with the guy that's, you know, hedging or switching with them lazy. And they got cooked a bunch of times on that. And I think that was the difference in the game. Honestly, the Lakers, they made shots. They got in transition they couldn't get stops. I'm, but, you know, there is a couple of things, though, Waz. Like, 
the when you talk about that screen, you know, and Morris being out of position, the reason why is because Crowder is not setting a normal screen. He's setting a flat screen, you know, so there is no mm. real if you hedge on one side, LeBron's still getting screened and he can go the other side, which is exactly what happened. And mm. you're right on that stuff. Like there was the play where Jimmy hits the fadeaway on Morris. Jeez. I was also kind of just like. You're switching now? Like this? You're doing this now? Like, what are you guys doing? Listen, Jimmy is so fucking locked in. And I know we're all sick of hearing Harper say that, but it's, it is fucking true. I, I've, I've never seen him look like this in his career. He's just getting to any spot he wants to get to. Now, and, and the thing is, he's hit some mid rangers in this game, but it's the floaters. He is killing them in floater range. He is going in, he is unafraid of Anthony Davis. He's got that herky-jerky timing on, on these floaters, and he can just feast. And, and obviously, going to the free throw line 12 times doesn't hurt. I mean, that's what Jimmy does, right, as he gets to the line. This whole thing is, you know, that was one of the big things of this Miami team is they get to the free throw line. And they got to it a bunch. I mean, how many – what was it? In the second half, they had two four-point plays? Yeah. Right? Crowder and, and, and Duncan Robinson. And, you know, they just found a way and, and – we got to give – forget just giving Jimmy credit. The man was exhausted. And when I mean – I mean like he was tired in the, in the third quarter. You know, I was watching him get beat in transition and it was just like he had no legs, you know, to, to get back and stuff like that. So the man was just beat and to put on that performance in the last three minutes, just my God. Well, this – honestly, I want to – I don't want to do this weird thing, but I am going to do it, I guess. I want to give credit to both teams. Man, they, they were all exhausted. They were going hard as hell. And, I mean, you know, you had Anthony Davis who, you know, was barely able to walk, it looked like, down the stretch. I mean, he clearly whatever. What is that? He's got a, he's got a bruised heel. And I don't know. I, I, I've cracked my heel before, and uh, it's extremely painful. Um, so I don't know if he's got a, a fracture or not. But it's very painful, and, and it can be – I think what happened was when he got hit, it aggravated it. Um, you know, a lot of nerves – in the in the back of your foot in that heel area. So uh I'm not I, I don't want to say he overreacted because it hurts. Um but he was barely moving at the end of that game on offensive possessions. It almost was like he was saving it up for the defensive end. As a matter of fact, they took him out of the pick and roll actions and they were using KCP out top, uh trying to get Duncan Robinson, but but they were like sitting with Anthony Davis inside. That's how he got that, that Kobe assist for the, the little putback at the, uh, the shot clock buzzer. So, you know, everyone looked exhausted. LeBron looked beat. I really thought this was coming down to a LeBron game winner. Sorry, I got to say, I'm pretty surprised that LeBron didn't pull it out. I mean, he, he made the right play. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with, with that. And look, when we're going to talk about that, and LeBron did everything he could possibly do. I mean, <laughs> 40, 13, and 7. And a lot of these buckets were so timely. They came, you know, they're down 11. He hits a 3 yeah. to put him back down 8. Where it feels like Miami's sort of like, all right, we're going to get these guys out of here. We're going to go into game 6. And we're going to have our momentum. And we're going to feel like we kicked their asses. And people are going to be scared. And he was just making timely 3, timely 3, timely 3. Every time it looked like Miami was going to go away. LeBron would hit a three or he'd get an and one or he'd find somebody for a three or whatever. It, You know, I felt like Miami was the one that played with the force this game. Mm-hmm. LeBron, 
absolutely had his moments where he was able to get in positions and do his thing. But for the most part, Miami seemed to be the ones that was dictating the terms and the Lakers were reacting to them. Um, I, I, I don't know, guys. I, I don't want to sound reductive, but I just think the Lakers defense that we saw in game four, where it was the, the slug, slug fest, possession mm-hmm. by possession. They're chucking guys on every single screen. AD is fighting through and under every single screen set on him when he's gone Jimmy Butler. They just looked tougher. They, grimier they, they came in out, game four. They came out in this game softer, I thought. Uh, LeBron in particular on defense, I thought, was was trying not trying to force his will as much as he did in that game four. And then on the offensive end, I thought it was it was interesting to see him going into that 20, uh, 2015 finals, 2016 finals mode, going for those early post-ups, trying to dictate the pace. When, I don't think he did enough of those, but, honestly. No, no, no. See, I, and I disagree because this team has been at its best when it's getting up and down the court and it's moving. And the deliberate pace that he was setting, I thought that was a mistake out of the jump. The Lakers had an opportunity to close this game out. And I think what they could, what they should have done was come out trying to throw a haymaker early. Because we know that they're good late. But I, I wanted to see them come out out of the gate run and gun and, and try to end this thing in the first quarter. And, and I wonder if in hindsight, if, if they feel like their game plan might've been a mistake, probably, I mean, they probably don't feel any particular way about it. I mean, Miami's a really good team and they just won a really gutty game uh, down the stretch. You know, it was a, it was a you're toss not beating, up. You're not beating Miami in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, when you're like, Hey, win this game in the first quarter that works against Portland. That works against Houston. That, that works work. against the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> Portland's been gone for a month or over a month and catching strays but, here. But no, no. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, though, it it, it it doesn't work against a team like Miami, you know, or 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 even Denver in the last series, you know, like these are tough ass teams. And so I don't know if you're going to come in, you're going to throw a haymaker, and that's and you might build a big enough cushion, but they're going to come at you all game. Like, that's one thing we know about this team. So I'm not sure I necessarily agree too much with it. I mean, y- yes, you want to be up 20, but like, that's not how it works sometimes. Uh, well, yeah, Jared, and Jared I, Weiss, I you, uh, our roving reporter, uh, normally covers the Celtics, actually covering the Miami Heat for us during the finals, has just popped on. Uh, what did Jimmy Butler say? Still waiting for Jimmy. We just got Spo so far. But Spo at least did say that he wants everybody that's going to be in the draft next month to study Jimmy Butler as the paragon of a two-way player, which I guess is that's reasonable to say after what we just saw. It's a basketball player. It's not a two-way player. It's a basketball player. Yeah. Sorry, that's a whole other Thank rant you. for me for yeah, another he, time. We want all of our players coming into the league to not be able to shoot three-pointers, I think is what he meant to say. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, I, I think – the the way the Lakers came out, I didn't have a problem with the effort level. A lot of it was execution. There was a point where I think it was was it KCP and, uh, and Caruso screened each other on a wide open Duncan Robinson three. I think another thing, the Dwight minutes just don't work. They're not working. The Heat know how to mm-hmm. attack him. And like and they attack him multiple ways. Whether he's guarding the guy who screened Duncan Robinson's guy. And Tyler Hero's guy, or if he's guarding the guy who's screaming Jimmy's guy, 
they're getting great looks every single time against Dwight. So I think what that means, honestly, is like LeBron and AD played 42 minutes this game. That's going to have to be 44, 45. Right. You just need... It's the finals. Yes. Right. Dwight's going to have to play like eight minutes like he did the other night. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the funny finals. because they came out... I thought the Heat in game one of this series demonstrated that Dwight was not a good matchup. You know, having, having Dwight on the floor for the Lakers was not a good matchup. Uh, they went at him repeatedly. They go at him every single time. And then, you you know, you get him doing some of the bonehead stuff that he does. I mean, this flagrant tonight, I, I'm actually surprised it wasn't a flagrant, too. I don't want to split hairs on that. But but I do think that y- it kind of killed the Lakers' momentum a little bit at that moment. It was, it was a huge part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jimmy Butler gets a and one flagrant foul. I mean, he's getting a couple more free throws. It's it's you know, it it, it was a, a backbreaker play in, in in that scenario. You know, I think it wasn't intentional. I think it was, you know, flagrant one's the right call, but like in terms of you're right, in terms of the impact on the game, like it definitely stunted a run for the Lakers right there. Yeah, that, so with that being said. Do you guys expect him to start Dwight in the next game? I think Vogel's probably going to do that. No, I think he gets the um the Keith Bogans like my man started started for a couple start minutes and never come back. <laughs> well, here's the problem. So he's going to start. Here's the problem. Ahead, the problem Jack. is Frank Vogel said in his press conference that Anthony Davis is feeling that pain in the heel, and we're going to have to see how he feels tomorrow. So. It's possible that Anthony Davis now might be out for game six. I mean, we're too early to know what that is, but we do know that there's an injury that's clearly bothering him. For uh, for Miami, they got some unexpected production. They got 26 points out of Duncan Robinson, which, you know, uh, the last couple of games, he's looked more like the Duncan Robinson that, that we saw coming into the finals. How repeatable is that performance, you guys think? I mean, clearly <laughs> we know he can shoot and he's been shooting, but... You know, he, he hit the shots that he, he was missing the last few games. I'll put it like this. It's repeatable if the Lakers play the same type of defense they played today. As in just it's, completely <laughs> losing him over yes. and over and over, yeah. and over and over again? Yes. If he if he gets open shots, he can make them. He's proven that. He's, Shocker. You know what I'm saying, Mo? And, and it's not – and the thing about Duncan Robinson is he's his, his shot is so diverse. He can make it off the screen. He can make it off the one dribble. He can make it off the two dribbles. He can do the sidestep. He can do the backstep. Like, he can make his – if he gets it off, it has a good shot of going in. And so, yes, it's repeatable if the Lakers aren't extremely crisp in their rotations and their communication and switches and all of that. Yes. Yes. You know, he can be I mean, just as good. And the other thing, too, about it is when he's making a shot like that, it opens up so mm-hmm. much more, you know, because now you don't want to leave him on the weak side. Now you're running, you know, when you're running your DHOs and pick and rolls, you know, you put Robinson on the weak side. His man doesn't want to go tag the roller. I mean, the, he got a bucket very first play of the game because they had Robinson right there. And off the DHO, Hero throws a lob to Bam. And nobody's rotating over because they know if they do that, they're leaving Robinson open. And I think that just kind of opens up so much more for the the Heat. But I think we're going to see a much more, at least, locked-in effort on Robinson. I mean, there were plays, you know, guys, where <laughs> – Danny Green's walking up toward, you know, thinking he, he he's he's lifting up and the guy's cut into the corner like it was completely lost. You know, uh, Caldwell Pope lost him on a play and he gets a wide open corner three. I just don't think they'll lose the uh, Robinson awareness 
uh, in games. And the that thing that talks. we can, the thing that we saw Go with ahead. the Lakers in the past few games is that they were pretty good about making sure that they ran Robinson off the line and try to turn him into a playmaker or try to force him to pitch and reset on those handoffs. And frankly, I thought he actually did a pretty solid job on those actions, but. Obviously, you would rather be giving up the penetration and forcing him to be a playmaker than soft closing out on him and letting him rain three on you. Yeah, I mean, that that release is so fast. If he has a even the smallest window, he's he's getting the shot up. Uh, Kendrick Nunn had a pretty big game, uh, 14 points coming off the bench. And he's now like the first rookie to ever score 50 plus points in the, in the finals. Is that right? I thought I saw that during the broadcast. Um, contributing a lot more, looking a lot more like the guy we saw in November, early December than the guy that we've seen since, you, you know, is Kendrick Nunn sort of the secret for Miami success? Like, can they, no, can they, not. can he's they come not. back from three, one down because Kendrick Nunn figured no. out how to shoot again? Nah, nah, they can come back from three, one down because the Lakers want to play cool guy. If they want to come in here and think how they got here is by having two flashy superstars and scoring and making threes and being one-on-one mavens. If they want to come out and act like that's how they got here, they can lose very easily. But if they come out and realize that their identity is as one of the best defensive teams in the league all year, both regular time and bubble time, they can win these games. But the D, de- I'm, I don't know. I, I hate to sound like a broker. The defense was just not good tonight. It just wasn't. It hasn't been good, you know, besides game four, really. Game four is the only game they gave us the real defense, Mo. Right, because, like, game two, it was shaky, even though their offense really made game up Game three for it. was horrible. Game three, obviously, they, they lost, and it was bad. So I think, you know, they they really got to start figuring it out. But, if I mean, that Davis injury that Jared's saying is, is – really going to be interesting to see how it shakes out because if it's hurting now it's going to be so goddamn painful tomorrow you know i i'll be really interested to see what he's going to look like because he's such a key part i mean he is the defense i mean what do you guys think about his game tonight you know he had nine of 15 28 points made all his free throws i felt zero impact from him <laughs> except for the defense that's, right it and was that's weird the crazy thing I, I i didn't feel like he was cooking he just, I think w- once he hurt his heel though, I mean, like right. he's trying he to figure it out from there. And then there were a few other times where he was, he would get knocked down and take a while to come back up. Like, I just think he was ba- banged up tonight. And a lot of the, a lot of those numbers came from just some nice offensive rebound opportunities that were kind of just yeah. him being in the right spot, which he deserves credit for. And then just being really tall. So I, I think that <laughs> that game, if he didn't get lucky on a few of those could have easily been more of like a 23 and nine rebound kind of night. So what are you guys thinking about for Sunday? Because if you guys are like me, you probably didn't think this was going past five at this point. Now, now that they've won this game, all of a sudden, Miami has the momentum. Miami's playing better. (laughs) Hear me out, guys. Miami's playing better. Anthony Davis might be hurt. Don't even think about it. Anthony Davis might be hurt, Waz. Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson figured out who he is again, found himself. Kendrick Nunn recovered. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Jay Crowder because he's forgotten how to shoot again. (laughs) But I don't know, man. I think Miami might, they might be able to do this. We might be going seven, fellas. How y'all feel about game six? 
I, can well, I, I go had first? The, <laughs> I had the Lakers in six, so I feel pretty good because that will just make me look correct. And let's pump the brakes here on the Kendrick Nunn revival. Only three points in the second half. Like he cooked in the first half and <laughs> well, they started guarding the him. Thing. You know, but, he you know, scared he, him. He, 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 okay, but look, he he's not. Let, let's just cool the brakes here a little bit on the. Uh, Why do you think Jimmy the, Butler the, had such a great second half, Mo? It's because they were worried about Kendrick Nunn the whole time. Did Zach pop on the call? What just happened? <laughs> no, no, come on. Look, like, we let's just, just talked about heat culture on Nerder. She wrote, "Man, like, I mean, this is a this was a heat culture win." No, this was a Jimmy Butler win. Every, Jimmy Butler and Robinson carried them in the second half. Like that's the way I look at it. You know, I didn't think Hero was that good in this game. I didn't, I, uh, Crowder, like you said, couldn't shoot. You know, still probably hasn't hit a shot. It feels like. Uh, in this series, even though he made a couple in this one, but like across the board, it just this was Jimmy Butler putting him on their back, and then Robinson hit, hitting some timely threes to me. Like this isn't to me a signature Heat win. I don't think Bam was great in this one. I think he's still struggling and things like that. So for me, it's the Lakers. The concern is Davis, but I also think if he doesn't play, I think we're going to see a phenomenal LeBron performance, even greater than what we just saw now. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. I think. I remember um, Draymond, one of his first times on inside, he was talking about game seven against the the Boston Celtics in 2018. And people were like, look, man, it looks like the Heat is about to take an L and yada, yada, yada. And Draymond was like, watch what's going to happen. He's going to do the whole walk the ball up, possession by possession thing, slug fest, slug fest, control every single pass, every single motion, every single this, every single that. Um, and they're going to figure out a way to win. Um, I don't think LeBron has reached that mode yet. Although we saw it in the second half, right? We saw some of it. He's like, F this. I'm I'm going to control every single morsel of this game and figure out how we come out of here with a win. But I think even if – I don't think AD is not going to play. But even if he's limited, I think you'll see the Lakers come with a different appro- approach. They're just going to go grimy. They're going to go – defensive uh, sort of minded grind out possessions, see if the heat are willing to grind out possessions with them. And I think they're going to win the series just based off of that. They have the two best players. They're going to limit the possessions and they're just going to, they're going to do that thing. They're going to muddy gum up the works, chucking guys on the three point line, forcing the refs to try to, you know, are you going to get me in foul trouble earlier? You're going to do like, they're going to gum up the works for Miami's beautiful game, sort of motion offense stuff. And I think that's, what's going to be the difference. And to Waz's point, I mean, you know, we saw LeBron have a pretty much unbelievable game and the box score is insane, but did he really seem like he was playing with a rage or with a fire? Like he didn't seem like he was playing like his in the second yeah, half. Yeah, maybe the second half, I guess. But there I feel like there's even more. There's this there's this yeah. LeBron that wants to rip right like wants to literally rip you in half and then stand over you and start pumping his chest and do that whole celebration that I don't even know what the hell it's supposed to be where he's pushing down and then slapping his chest like we we didn't quite see that and he loses a game has to go to a game six I feel like that's what's going to really bring it out of him and so I don't know about statistically if he's going to be able to do anything better than what he just did because nah, that was he's insane wet six out yeah. of nine threes. but I, he can't but I think he's going to go like 16 for 20 from the free throw line or something like that and he's just going to rip oh yeah. yeah he's getting he's getting more than six free throws I said 16 yeah. for 20 <laughs> 
When when LeBron was like, I don't know, three or four or something from three, Ben Taylor texts me. He's like, when LeBron's shooting like this, I just turn on some R and B. I'm relaxed. <laughs> he was like, because you know when LeBron is feeling that jump shot, right? Like, I mean, he goes six to nine from three, but you knew in the first quarter when he hit that first one, it was just beautiful in rhythm. You were like, uh oh, LeBron might have a shooting night. And my thinking was, oh, they're gonna blow the doors off Miami. And then you know, the defense didn't show up. I don't, what if, if Anthony Davis isn't there, man, I don't know if they, if they can find that defense. If Anthony Davis is, let's say, you know, less than a hundred percent, we don't know what his status is going to be. I'm assuming he's going to play. It's the finals, right? I mean, unless Anthony Davis, I don't know if the Lakers have enough. <laughs> unless Anthony Davis has to play on his knees, I'm pretty sure he's going to be long enough to blow things up for the Lakers. So I, I, I'm not too worried about them being able to at least win the length battle. Look, if he, if because look, when he went down, I was scared. I thought it was an Achilles, yeah. and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is horrible, you know. Um, but you know, I think if he plays, if he's able to just be AD at a say seventy percent, if we say, you know, is able to get twenty points, able to bother you know, most of the shots around the rim, if not all of them, is able to actually give the effort and not, you know, hand guys off to Jimmy Butler on switches. I I think they'll be okay. I think LeBron, I think we haven't seen the, people say, oh, LeBron, uh, the Lakers stuff is based on ball movement and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So LeBron post-ups, we don't want it. LeBron, there was one play that in in the first quarter where he backed down Jimmy and he put him under the rim, and he kind of mm-hmm. lost where he was at yeah. and missed the layup. And I'm like, Jimmy pulled that's the chair it. on him. That's cool, but that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the play. That's the action. That's the that's the the fountain of youth that you can go to. I think there's just so many other ways for the Lakers to figure this thing out while Duncan Robinson doesn't put thirty on your head top. Really, this is setting up the recreation of. The Magic Johnson playing center because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a twisted ankle. We got LeBron coming in starting Game Six as a center, folks. No, no, you got it wrong. We got Alex Caruso coming in and starting as a center. Mo, I see you've been praying to the narrative gods, man. You got a good narrative. That's a nice narrative. That's, that's, right a, that's there. a good one, right? It just <laughs> popped into nice my head. Right right I didn't there. even have to pray to nobody. That just popped in my head. You know what? Because I'm that's good at good this. One. That's a good one. <laughs> Magic Johnson Redux play center. Get a triple double. All right. Uh, as as we wrap up here, uh, Jared, you got got any updates from the from the press conferences? Uh, I loved uh, Spolstra. Just he 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 likes talking about the way the court is designed. He talks about how there's two hoops at each end. There's four lines, and everything happens in between those four lines. I'm pretty sure the count is up to five straight press conferences during the finals where he has mentioned how one. There's four lines on the court and everything happens between them Two, Jimmy Butler is the umpteenth percentile competitor in this league. Um, it's, the, you know, at first, because I, I haven't been on the Spo beat for too long here. I'm on the Brad Stevens beat where we already have all the idioms that get repeated over and over. But at first I was just like, wow, I love the, all the Spoisms and the way he talks. And now, now I hear it in my sleep at the end of the night. I mean, it's he's gotten incredibly repetitive and. Jared, Jared, keep the main thing the main thing. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> he's great because you can ask him anything and he's just going to he's going to go back to those talking points. and He's going to nail him. And I, I, I think he should run for Senate when this is all said and done. He's got the talking points down. 
No, he's too good of a basketball yeah, coach. Least, we can't lose can him. At least be the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I got let's for that not one. do that. <laughs> uh, well, this, hey, we listen, al- we almost made it a whole podcast. Was. We almost made it a whole podcast. Uh, well, the athletic NBA show is in the top one percentile of all podcasts. Uh, we'll be back with basketball buds immediately after game six and the daily ding after game six. Uh, this is what we've all been waiting a year for. We're here. We're heat in seven. <laughs> Come on, why say it with me. Say it with me. <laughs> No, the Heat are gonna win this. That's not even a take. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I said uh, from the beginning. Heat in six. All right, for uh, for Mo, for Waz, for Jared, I'm Dave, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Dave, you can't just have every take and and claim it as your own. Okay, oh, so the, oh, the heat, okay.